In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Get a low $2.99 per month lease on Rogue. Availability is limited. Shop your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com today. For well-qualified customers subject to NMAC credit approval, take from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. $39.69 initial payment for 36 months on 2023 Rogue S all-wheel drive. Excludes tax, title, license, and $650 acquisition fee. Disposition fee due at lease end. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer details. Ends 4-3-23. <laughs> Good morning, and welcome to Exploring Hyperspace Lanes. I'm Adam. And I'm Josie. And this is the first episode with the new computer-aided production tool. I have a stream deck, which is now invisible. I can't see it. It's invisible because my virtual background. It's a stream deck. It's cool looking. Yeah, it's got a bunch Do of buttons like on it. Do you like it? Yeah, it's got a bunch of buttons on it that make my life a little bit easier. Like um, what? I can mute my microphone. I can turn my camera on and off. I can start the recording. Um, it's got a timer, so that way I know how long we've been going. Um, does it do um, like any bleeping, or like can you add some sounds to it? I have some sounds on it. I don't know if it'll play through. Uh, let's find out. Did that play through or no? No, I didn't hear any of it. Okay, so I played a record scratch noise. I guess it doesn't work through. I got to figure that out. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and I also have a laugh track, which, if anyone can't, if it only is playing on my headphones, it doesn't help anyone but me. So there's a laugh track button on here too. Um, mm. but yeah, I uh I got a gift card for Best Buy for Christmas. So when Peter and I recorded the um what was it the the year in review episode, um I we went like two and a half hours recording, and I couldn't reach the button to pause my my to mute my mic so i didn't drink anything for two and a half hours so i got this and i can just press the button on here and it mutes my microphone oh so that was a good use of 40 bucks um yeah so last week we were going to do this episode but um i had uh, a death in the family so i was busy last weekend um Josie was not feeling well on the day we were going to record um so I put up do you remember in 2016 just after new year we did a bonus episode of 30 minute reviews about the force awakens because you weren't because Peter and I went and did the beware of spoilers um because we were still living together at the time and we went and did the Beware of Spoilers, and then you couldn't be on because you were busy that day. So we did, um, I think you were still living on the other side of the country, so the time didn't line up was part of the issue. Because we went like a 6 o'clock on Thursday. So I think it was just mathematically impossible for you to see it. Um, so we went early and then went and then did our thing. And then you, uh, me and you did one after. 
about how much you hated the Force Unle uh, Force Awakens. Oh. Yeah, you were. Yeah, the opening thing of it is like we introduce ourselves, and then you cut me off and go. And today we're going to talk about the giant piece of shit that was the Force Awakens. That doesn't sound like me at all. Uh, go back and listen to the episode. It's. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't that... believe you. <laughs> so yes, that that is where it was. Um, so, do anything interesting in the last few weeks before we mm. get into Kenobi? I mean, nothing relevant to Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, very little is relevant to Star Wars. I've just been, days. I've just been recovering from being very sick. I think I had the flu that was going around. Uh not the COVID, but the I had whatever the, flu was out. I had the stomach bug, which was not fun. Um, but I'm finally feeling like very few things much make you better. question your life decisions, like throwing up in a Target bathroom. Oh no! Yeah, it's... I can. He go. I once threw up in a Denny's bathroom. That makes sense, though, because Denny's is not exactly the Unless... stuff above Waffle House. I had gone out drinking with family and friends the night before to celebrate my cousin's 30th birthday. And then we went to Denny's in the morning and I was still drunk. So (laughs) (laughs) I said some really, really like inappropriate shit. (laughs) And then like we're going to talk about the piece of shit that was The Force Awakens. really it was so intense it was like i looked like i was dying um and i didn't realize that i was still drunk and i just thought that i was really hung over but then i was still slurring my words and everything <laughs> so i said i don't f- i ate like two bites of toast and i said i don't feel good and then i ran to the bathroom and then i barfed in the denny's bathroom <laughs> yeah i um i got a stomach bug and i i was at work and i was feeling fine and all of a sudden it kind of just hit me so I said to my boss, like, I have to go. I have to go to City MD to see what's going on. So I went to urgent care, and they were like, um, I, I got there. I signed in. And then I, I went and like, oh, you have a stomach virus. We can give you an anti-nausea. Um, so I go to Target because Target has CVS and I pick up my prescription. And um, I'm in there. And this woman at the fucking counter is taking her sweet-ass time. And it's like, you see me buying, like, enough Gatorade to like I'm either hosting a little league team or I'm or or I'm very seriously ill and the anti-nausea medication should probably indicate which it is um and she's taking her time ringing it up and it's like I pay for this stuff I'm like can you just hold this one for one second right here and I ran to the bathroom threw up and (laughs) in the process pulled several muscles in my chest which is one of those indications that like you're a little out of shape um Oh, could, could you you think you pulled muscles because you were so out of shape and you're barfing? You don't think it was just like that horrible? <laughs> I mean, it could have been that too, but like, it, it's like, it wasn't as bad at the time I went to the doctor for a physical and like the doctor comes in after making me sit there for 45 minutes and she looks at me and goes, you got to lose weight. And I'm like, do you want to put me on a scale before you say that? Or do you want to like, you know, get a number to this? Not just like, hey, hey, lard ass. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because yeah, me too. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I know. I'm here because I need a. I need to get. A, I need to get a shot or something. I don't need you to berate me for being right. fat. I, I understand this. Like, right. or at least if you're gonna say that, weigh me first, and then be like, oh, not just like sashay in, and you're like, hey, chubby, get it together. Like, 
I'm here for I'm here because I have a sore throat and I think yeah. I have strep. <laughs> better lose weight. Well, that's not gonna make the strep go away. Yeah, the thing is too, it's like that's the thing. It's like anytime, like you hear that a lot, where it's like if if you go to the doctor for something else, it's like, well, you do need to lose weight. And it's like, yeah, that's not relevant to to what I have though. Yes. Like, Could you can, just can prescribe me the antibiotics? Yeah, can we solve the issue at hand? Yeah, so like, I have strep. What is that relevant for? Yes. Um. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. I did weight it, it, loss it, cures everything. Yeah, exactly. It um uh, I did see something tangentially Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see Daisy Ridley's new movie. Um, because Daisy it did Ridley. she plays Ray. What was her new movie? Uh, sometimes I think about dying. It just debuted at Sundance. Uh, this week, and um, I saw a uh, a screening out of the Sundance Film Festival. She's actually a pretty good actress. I know saying that sounds very condescending, but like I think that she just got some bad directors on Star Wars. Because like when you think about Star Wars, you don't think about her performance. But she plays this girl with like severe social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um and is just like very withdrawn and, and just like this like the epitome of loneliness. And I just she does it so well. And she does a really good American actor uh, accent too. Does she? Yeah, she because she's she's playing she's like upstate New York, but she's doing a uh, an American accent and she does it pretty well. Um, is it streaming or is this something you have to go see in theaters? It, it's I I think it's streaming until tomorrow. But you have to pay Where's to it stream streaming it through the Sundance app because it's at the Sundance Film Festival right now. It hasn't oh. been acquired by a distributor yet because it's an independent film, but um, oh. it's 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 pretty cool. Um, hmm. I think it will get picked up probably if I were to venture a guess. I'd say maybe um, looks like something HBO would be interested in. I, I think if anyone, I think Neon could pick it up. Neon could pick it up for a limited. I could see Amazon too. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's it it, it 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 was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, so before we get into Kenobi as well, um, we'd like to talk about other Star Wars things that are going on. So. We haven't addressed this yet, which is weird for a Star Wars show because every it seems like every other Star Wars show on the internet has a running clock to Kathleen Kennedy's retirement. Kathleen Kennedy being the head of Lucasfilm, who has, is the subject of vitriolicate near constantly from sources on the internet. Um, I'm more indifferent to her as the head of Lucasfilm. Um, there have been some good choices. There have been some bad choices. Um, I think that some of the good have outweighed some of the bad and you can't sit here and act like, you know, well, the, the, the sequels and, and their failures are a hundred percent her fault, but the like Rogue One, um, and you know, and, or, and all of the other stuff on Disney plus is a hundred percent because of everyone else around her, not her. You can't mm-hmm. have it both ways. Um, but the woman is in her seventies. Um, her contract is up at the end of this year, um, or in this year at some point. Um, and likely her contract will not be extended because again, she's in her seventies. Um, and not only that, she also was a producer on, you know, Star Wars as you know, the, all the sequel trilogy movies, so she had residuals on that. She was a producer on Back to the Future, um, the Goonies, basically anything Amblin created in the in the late eighties and nineties, so like Jurassic Park and and things like that. So she like the term like golden parachute doesn't really apply. It's more of like a platinum parachute that she gets if she retires, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of all the money she gets. Just in in terms of just it's gonna come to her mailbox 
because it's just they're running Jurassic Park on FX this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, um, who would you want to replace her as the studio head at Lucasfilm? I don't know. <laughs> All of that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who people are. You tell me. Teach me a thing. Well, because there are a few names that are being floated, and I think that one of the names that's being floated is getting a little more traction now because of um, because of James Gunn at DC. Um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are the two names that are being floated a lot because they're behind the Mandalorian, they're behind all the animated crap. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So they're the names that are being floated openly um, okay. by, by you know, the quote-unquote fan groups that are anti-her. Um, and I think that the, the issue with Lucasfilm is not necessarily the handling of Star Wars, but the fact that they have so... Like, if you look at Disney's other subsidiaries, they're all a constant content mill. Like, there's constantly something coming out from Marvel. There's always mm-hmm. a comic book somewhere. There's always, you know, they, they release novels of their characters. They release, you know, constant merchandise. They have, you know, there's there's almost always a TV show of some kind, be it animated, be it Marvel always has something coming out. Disney yeah. Animation always has something coming out. Um, Disney Live Action has four movies a year, give mm-hmm. or take. Um, Lucasfilm doesn't have that. Lucasfilm kind of falls behind. Uh, this year, when... Um, Indiana Jones comes out. It's Lucasfilm's first theatrical offering since Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think that whoever's in charge of Lucasfilm, if it was me, I would turn Lucasfilm into like Asimov Magazine, which is uh, it's a science fiction magazine that's like quarterly or, or six times a year, uh, bi-monthly, as some call it. Um and they, they, it's a science fiction anthology magazine. So people will write science fiction short stories and they'll publish them through there. So like Ted Chiang and, and Ken Liu and, and all of these other huge names in science fiction will write their short stories for this magazine. I think Lucasfilm should do that and option a bunch of science fiction stuff and produce that and turn Lucasfilm into we're not just a Star Wars studio. We're the science. We are the preeminent science fiction studio that's going to make these two hundred million dollar science fiction movies. So come out of the Star Wars universe. I think move beyond Star Wars and Willow and Indiana Jones because those are our three big IPs. Um, oh, okay. So I would be like, I would option like, like they optioned at one point Children of Blood and Bone, which was um, a huge book that came out, a huge YA book, a few years ago. Um, about magic, and it was set in, like, uh, I think it was set in, like, Africa, or, like, a fantasy version of Africa. They optioned it, and then let the option lapse, and then Paramount got it. And I'm like, well, you need to start doing other shit, because obviously, you can keep doing Star Wars, but it's diminishing returns. You need to have more in your your arsenal. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't think they have that. So I think optioning more and more stuff, and being like, look, we'll develop, you know, these movies, and do it in a range, ranges of budgets, to try and you know, make a return. Um, I think that that's a better way to do it than just being like, well, what can we do that's Star Wars related? Because at the end of the day, you can keep going back to what they've been doing, which is a lot of just hanging around the original trilogy era. But 
the issue is you can only do that for so long. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I I would certainly like to see more stuff in the Star Wars universe. I mean, there's so much more to it. Um, I, I mean, especially, well, they've thrown away, like, all of the things from um, movie six and on that used to be canon. They've made, they've thrown all that away so that way it's not. But there's still a lot that is um, prior to the, the movies that we have right now that is still considered canon. So, like, they could go down the Darth Bane, the Darth Revan, like... Well, I think that I think the issue Jedi is they're they're concerned. I think that like that's why the acolyte's going to be such a big test for them, because the acolyte is High Republic era, which is about a hundred years before Skywalker saga. But that's still not that much more before. No, I mean, there's no. so much. Because like that's the thing is like you look at the timeline; it's like ten thousand years mm-hmm. is is um is the the earliest book is the farthest back it goes, and it's like they they could do that i think that i mean the, i would love to see um like a tv show or a, um a movie series or something about um darth revan and like mandalore and becoming mandalorian i think what i would mandalore. like to see what i would like to see before we get further back is i want to see them take a big swing on prequel or sequel era they've already done it no, no, no. I mean, like, in, like, with what they're doing on Disney Plus, where it's, like, when, like where I'll say that, like, the Disney Plus era, quote-unquote, where we are now, where we're in an era that's after the sequel movies. Since then, everything they've done has been within, I'll say, 10 years of, um, what's it called? Within 10 years of, yes. of, of the original trilogy. I'll say... Give me a live action show set during the prequels. Give me a live action show set during the sequels. Take a chance on that. Because I think that's the that like that's my big concern is that they're not taking these chances outside of this. It's even like like the first show they did was about a guy in a cool stormtrooper costume. Because that's you know, that's what they marketed Boba Fett as in in when they were doing episode five. It's like look at this cool looking guy he looks kind of like a stormtrooper but not really and then you know i I don't think that's what people got from it oh 100 when they first marketed him in 1978 yeah oh well i don't know about then (laughs) (laughs) when they marketed him in 1978 he was the first thing and they showed because they they couldn't um because they didn't have to cast anyone for it because he's wearing the mask so they show him off like look what we have coming and everyone's like oh that's a cool looking stormtrooper and it's like surprise, it's not. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah, because it, that yeah, he was the first one. It's like there's a prototype picture of Boba Fett where the armor's all white because they didn't decide on a color scheme yet. Mm-hmm. I have a pop figure based on that. Do um, you? Yeah, it was a Walgreens exclusive, so of course I have it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but the um, like, and then the second show is gonna be now we're gonna do Boba Fett, which is like all right cool but like can we do something else then the next show is kenobi then the next show is andor now we have more mandalorian coming and it's mm-hmm. like and even these things are still honing close to things we already know take a like that's why i think that like 
I mean, even Ahsoka, to an extent, is going to be a bigger risk. I think this year is going to be the biggest tell for the future because Ahsoka is arguably a bigger risk because Ahsoka didn't make her live-action debut until The Mandalorian. And I think to a large part of the fan base, she didn't exist before that. Because, yes. like, The Clone Wars is a has a big fan base, but it's not nearly as big as the fan base that, you know... Right, and it's a cartoon, and some people are just not into that. Right, they're not, they're, they said dismiss it outright. Oh, it's a kid's show, I'm not going to watch that. Right, right. Um, Especially when you watch early that show, Ahsoka is very annoying. I agree. Before she starts to, like, grow into her own, and she's, she's more of a kid. And I, I think that, like, that could be something that could be worth exploring, is... What's going to happen there? What's going to happen with Skeleton Crew? Which is going to, you know, take it in new directions? What's mm-hmm. going to happen with, um, with the Acolyte? Um, mm-hmm. with with the girl from from uh from Logan and the girl from uh the Hunger Games who played Rue, um, as as the two leads. Like, what's going to happen with that show, which is set so far in the in the in the in the the past comparatively to where we've gone? Because that's the furthest back we've gone in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just interested to see like they need to expand it out that way I think more than I think that outside of Star Wars they need more offerings because the Star Wars audience is I don't know if you're going to grow it very much I think mm-hmm. it's I, I think you don't have the exponential growth I think that what you can get is if you get good science fiction that isn't strictly um this kind of soft science fantasy, you may mm-hmm. get more people who are going to look at it with a more reverence. And it's like, I, I think that that's something that could, you know, attract more filmmakers. Um, And that's, that's the other thing that whoever is in charge next, which is where this whole thing started, they need to take a more hands-off approach. That needs to be the new mantra going forward for the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that's been the thing that's been kind of hampering production of everything is by all accounts, working for Lucasfilm is an ordeal as a director. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, um, was brought in to do Rogue Squadron, which is supposed to come out this year. Obviously, it's not because they haven't finished the script yet and they haven't cast anyone. Although, I think Chris Pine is involved. Um, that movie hasn't gotten off the ground because of how strict Lucasfilm is with what's going on. When you sign on to work for Lucasfilm, you're signing on for a six-year job, which is untenable for a lot of people. It's like a lot of directors, you go and you direct the thing, you go on to the next thing, which is what Mm -hmm. Marvel and DC and all these other big things do. Um, I think that, and the thing is too, it's like when you look at, like, look what happened with Solo. Solo was a failure, not just because the movie wasn't great, but because the production the production budget was about $500 million because they shot the movie twice because they shot it once with Lord and Miller, then scrapped it, then reshot it with, um, who was it, Robert Zemeckis? No, um, Howard, Ron Howard from uh, who Andy was that play Who was playing that? What role was he playing? He didn't play. They sh- he was the director. Oh. Yeah, they shot it once with Lord and Miller who went on to do Spider-Verse. Then about halfway through production, they were like, we don't like what you're doing. Then they ended the production and hired Ron Howard to come in and finish the movie. But finish the movie, in this case, wasn't like uh, um, Trank on Fantastic Four. 
this was they shot the movie again from the ground up, which ballooned the budget to four hundred fifty to five hundred million. Oh. So when it only pulled six hundred million, it it was a it's a colossal failure, and that's entirely because Lucasfilm hired directors who were improvisational, which doesn't mess with what they're doing. Okay. And I think that that's something else they need to do. They need to get out of their own way, hire directors, let them like. I heard they hired Taika Waititi to do a movie. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Get a low $2.99 per month lease on Rogue. Availability is limited. Shop your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com today. For well-qualified customers subject to NMAC credit approval, take from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. $39.69 initial payment for 36 months on 2023 Rogue S all-wheel drive. Excludes tax, title, license, and $650 acquisition fee. Disposition fee due at lease end. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer details. Ends 4-3-23. On either side, if you're Taika, why would you go on to do that? Because his style doesn't mesh with Lucasfilm. And if you're Lucasfilm, why would you hire him? Because you look at his movies and you're like, these are very much improvisational. There's a lot of improv in, in like, you know, Hunt for the Wilder People and um, what was that other one? Jojo Rabbit and then, you know, Love and Thunder and Ragnarok. Like, okay. it, it's not a good mix. And I think that that's something else I need to address. Maybe they're looking to have some funny stuff. Well, yeah, but if you're looking for funny, then you, there are comedic directors who work within that system. Like Adam McKay could work within the system. Who did uh, Anchorman. Oh, um, Anchorman's not that funny, though. Okay, <laughs> I agree with you. His other movies are funnier, but Anchorman's the one everyone knows. I thought Love and Thunder was funny. Um, he did um, The Big Short and um, Vice as well. I don't know if you like either of those. I haven't. I don't think I've seen them. And don't look up. Okay. Okay. Do you have any thoughts? I'm really excited to talk about Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to make the show somewhat more because Kenobi is uh, like, if we just talk about the books and and the movies and stuff, it's like we want to talk about other stuff too. So. Okay. Okay. That's so I fine. Ha- I just don't know anything about directors. Oh, uh, okay. So all I can do is go, ooh, ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Like learn from it. That's all. Okay, so I do have notes for Kenobi for uh, for some some introductory notes. Um, so the book was written by John Jackson Miller, it was released on August twenty seventh, twenty thirteen, and I keep saying it's the two thousand six Kenobi book because the book was announced in two thousand six. It wasn't released until twenty thirteen though. It was published okay. by Del Rey. It is a Legends book because it came out before the twenty fourteen. Uh, dismissal of everything mm-hmm. and it takes place 19 years before the battle of yavin because it is almost immediately after revenge of the sith um before i i don't it have is, too many notes it is on like it. immediately after. yeah um do you have any thoughts on it before i dive to before i i have my my i have I only have a few thoughts on it 
no do you want me to give like a recap of what's going what happened in the yeah book? go ahead yeah go ahead okay so this is when kenobi finally takes on the persona or the the name of ben ben kenobi so he's just brought um luke to his uncle um and he is finding a place to live that's nearby this is when he finds his cottage that you see in um the first not the first one the a new hope a new hope thank you um and and he also he he establishes himself as a hermit in the community this way in this book um so part of it is he come like as he's going through this and trying to figure out where he's going to live he's come in contact with um this this little town that's nearby and um they're having issues with sand people yes am i okay thank you um the sand people and like the their their tribes that are nearby and there's a local farmer that um has put together this posse to get rid of the sand people it's all about uncovering this big old scandal that's actually happening with that um fund and that group of people who are essentially trying to protect the community community and you know police and protect themselves against these sand people um and then it's also like a little bit of a love story between ben and the shop owner and saving like her kids and it's very cute and very sweet I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy the book. I have a. I don't have that many notes. Now, did you read it or did you listen to it? I listened. Okay. Did you listen to the version that has like music and sounds and I Creek think, Dragon calls? I think most of the Star Wars audiobooks include. I've never encountered a Star Wars audiobook that didn't have sound effects with it. Okay. There are. S- some out there and there are I some think, versions i think the the abridged versions don't you think the oh no that's not version? oh no that's not true outbound flight had them and outbound flight outbound flight was definitely abridged yeah this is the abridged means like that they have the sounds and stuff right? no 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 abridged means that they cut the story down to fit into two and a half hours oh no then this is not the abridged version this unabridged is, not... is like unabridged means it's the full length and it's the entire work Abridged okay. means they cut it down to fit it better onto one disc. Okay. So I think that they did a very good job um, in this. Like, I loved the sounds. Like, sometimes in the different Star Wars movies, they use, like, sound effects far too often. Mm-hmm. And But I think that they used, um, like, the perfect amount there. Maybe, like, slightly too many. But, um like it was very immersive and it's funny and it's it's a Kenobi, it's about Ben Kenobi so and Obi-Wan so that's a funny dude so it's cute yeah. and it's funny um i did like the short that they included um which is the very beginning uh that i think they called it a prologue but it's technically a independent short film incognito which is the lone wolf and cub like story with uh Luke uh and Obi-Wan making their way to um making their way there in the very beginning when he's dropping off Luke. Oh. Yeah, that's I don't a sep- think I listened to that. That's the story in the I... bar in the very beginning where it's the, oh, yes. with the baby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, which is by and large what I think they were going to do for the Obi-Wan show or well, at the time movie, uh, when they first announced it, 
and then Mandalorian happened, and it's like, oh, well, we can't do another one. That's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, um, I think they did a really great job of, like, um, building and showing what, like, Moss Eisley would be for just, like, an average person and tattoo- and what Tatooine is for just an average person who lives there. I agree. I think that this should have been the roadmap they should have used for Book of Boba Fett, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. This This is a much more interesting world. Um, mm-hmm. It's much more layered. I think the only thing they do better in the new establishment of the canon, um, in terms of building out the world of Tatooine, not in terms of Obi-Wan's story, um, I think this is better there too. But I think that what they do, the only thing they do better in the new continuity is, um, I forgot my, th- my train of thought. Um, oh, the Tusken Raiders. <laughs> building out the Tuscan Raider society and making them into like, I think the way that they develop them into, um, in book of Boba Fett is better. You do. I do. I, I, I like, I kind of like the idea of them both meshed. I mean, because they talk about it in the book and about how they, they were never the same. And, um, after, so like there was some sort of Jedi person or force sensitive person who had come in and become a raider and um tuscan yeah tuscan raider thank you um had come in to be a raider and had like joined all the forces of all the local stuff which makes sense that the um the camp that anakin goes in and just demolishes everybody was so big so like there's your explanation for that and um that that was like the majority of their entire population and they were never the same again the people of this um practically just like religion because it you don't really know what their their um uh species is or if they even have their own species mm-hmm. they're just people who live in the sand um and they do talk about how they are human See, some that's of them. Thing too it's like there's like going off what you said about with Anakin and and dealing with the, and with Anakin's raid on the Sand People in uh, in Episode Two, that was a moment that they had in this book that I wish was in the show. The moment of Obi Wan finding out about that and having to reckon with that fact. But I don't think he ever like ever fully. He just suspects it. I don't think he ever fully knows. Like I think I think that that's a moment that he should have to deal with. And I think that like that's something else that like I, I think I feel like he can't confirm it. How could he ever know? He just suspects. Well, how many lightsaber how many people with lightsabers go to Tatooine? Apparently Why not very know many. That? Well, because it's like it's not like the wounds are like, you know It's never mentioned. All they see is that there's all these raiders that were just demolished and they didn't ask any questions. They were just happy that they were dead. Uh, I guess that's true, but it's like I, I like I, I think that like one of the things that I, I want to see more of in just in general, not specifically within this book or anything like that, but I like to see when characters are forced to deal with the repercussions of their fuck ups. Um, and I think that like that is like that's one of the like having that getting to have that moment, like the like the moment where. And again, I'm going back to the TV show, the moment where he is uh, talking to Owen and, you know, he's like, I want I'm here to protect Luke and make sure nothing happens to Luke. And Owen says, like, oh, the way you protected his father, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. they just think he's dead because you fucked up and didn't save his life. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and 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 that is like that's the kind of thing that like i think like having him deal with that would have been an interesting kind of like i think that if that was better handled i feel like that would have been a better thing for the thing um i think he does a little bit but there's only so much that a jedi who's supposed to be this this person who's so well developed and so at peace and at zen and knowing um that they there's only so much of that that they're going to deal with and i think they do it is touched upon in the book of what he struggles with of how he fucked up but and how he's going to he wants to um atone and make up for what he has done but then he he can't because the way that he has to is to stay out of the way and just be there when luke needs him um and so he struggles with that hero complex of wanting to fix things Mm -hmm. which i think is better for his character than what they did in in the show as well Mm -hmm. um by, by, by a long shot one of my favorite lines in it is or moments in it is when the shopkeeper lady says um you know you better keep your hood up because that son's gonna age you and he's like walking away and he takes his hood down mm-hmm. and he's like age me son i don't want to be me anymore <laughs> see but like, like, <laughs> like that was one of the things about but he doesn't book say that... anything he just does it that so was silently and cool <laughs> there, there are two things about this book that i didn't particularly care for one of the things is like have you ever seen the Rankin and Bass Santa Claus is Coming to Town special? Like the stop motion animation Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Yeah, probably. With like, it, it's got like um, the uh, Fred Astaire is the, is the mailman who's like telling the story of how Santa Claus became Santa Claus. Let me see. You've probably seen it at some point. It's It, it came out in like the 60s. Um, and it's like, yes. He, okay. Yes, we're, so, we're, he's a ginger. So, yes. So, you know how the entire time through is always like, oh, that's how the reindeer fly. Oh, that's how that. Oh, that's how that's how this book felt for a good amount of it. It's like, oh, that's why he aged. Oh, that's why this. Oh, that's why he makes that but noise when the Tuscan Raiders come. And it's like uh, there was that. And then the other thing was him trying to talk to Qui-Gon and using that like, dear diary. Today, I met this nice girl. But like, he is trying to because Qui no, appeared to like, him, so he's at, trying to get at times it to sounds appear. like he's tr- at times it sounds like he's like I met this night. You know what it feels like more? It feels like Dances with Wolves but when he he's did. like or like Avatar when it's like I've become one with the people. I don't know what to- like you know. Yes, but he does stop. Yeah, like it's not through the whole book. Like he, it, it's um. About halfway. I think they do it a good job. I think they do a good job with it because I don't think that I found it to be the same way. Because I, I think they made it flow, even though there was a lot of like explanation in it and like puzzle pieces that were missing. I was like, oh, aha moments. That's why, like you're talking about. But I think they made it flow in a way that it doesn't detract from the story. And, and I think that like the, um, yeah, they definitely like this is definitely the superior version of what happened to Obi-Wan um, during his time on Tatooine. Yes, this is definitely I the kind of feel of... like the Leia thing ruined it because, because he never left. Off. No, he just never left. Yeah, I, like that. I, I don't have a problem he with him left. leaving. I just feel like everything that happened when he left was not great. But we'll talk about I that do. when we do this. I have an issue that with him having left, and I think that that is a continuity error. Because they always, I don't know. But um, 
Yeah, I really liked this one. I thought it was very cute. He had his cute little romance thing, but then oh, that was something where there was a moment about. where he was like, because he's always been a little bit of a lover. I mean, think of Ventress, and then think of the the woman from Mandalore, and yes, um, he's always been a romantic. Team. Yes, like because he's a real heartthrob. You know, Obi Wan <laughs> got to get his. You know. Yes, but I think it's very cute that he's like, I, you know, I could choose this and I could have this life, but, you know, I don't really deserve it. So I'm just going to stay off to the side. I can't. Well, I, think that, like, I think that one of the and again, we're getting into more newer stuff, but uh, have you read Claudia Gray's um, any of Claudia Gray's books that have come out recently? Master and Apprentice was one of them. Um, she did a High Republic book as well. Master and Apprentice is Obi-Wan and... Um, what is and uh, Qui-Gon on a mission but like um her books have a tendency to grapple with um the Jedi code of celibate well not grapple with that's a wrong way of putting it there's always a a mention of like the the Jedi code of celibacy or the Jedi code against attachment because the way it's portrayed is always you can't have attachments mm-hmm. um and i think her her interpretation is more accurately where it's like a Jedi can fuck. A Jedi can fuck a lot. Um, they, you know, they talk about that in some of the, some of like the the books. Um, what's the one where I'm gonna call it the wrong thing? I know I am, but um, the ones where they go to the planet where the where there's all the bugs. Find all the bugs. Yes, was it recent or was people. it? It's an older one, and it's not considered canon anymore. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Um, but... It's great though, but they they discuss it in that, and they also discuss it in um, the Revan and let's see what's it called the uh, uh, the Old Republic books. The um, what was it? Because they just did it in in Master and Apprentice, where it's like there's a Jedi Master who trained with Qui Gon, and uh, he's talking to him, and he's like, "Look, yes, the Old Republic books." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just confirming. I, confirming. <laughs> um, but like he talks about like, oh well, we we can, you know, we can have, you know, we can we can do this. We just can't have attachments to people. And I think that, that interpretation is kind of right. I just for Obi-Wan's character, he forms attachments with everyone he meets, um, be they platonic or ble- be they, you know, romantic. Mm-hmm. And um I think that he does a like the way that this relationship develops, it's not developing towards a one night stand. Um, mm-hmm. so like, that's kind of like, if you're, if you're going to, if he's going to be this, this guy who's going to, you know, be dressed like, like he's going to be this Jedi like that. I think that you, mm-hmm. you kind of have that, that's kind of a weird choice because it, it's very much developed as a romantic relationship, yes. not as a, not as a, I'm going to fuck this girl and move on yes. kind of thing. Um, um the, 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 the series I was talking about is the dark nest. So that's oh, okay. something, it's t- that's the thing that that idea that like they can fucking move on is um, talked about in the darkness a little bit. Um, and then I want to say it happens in the Fate of the Jedi a little bit every once in a while, Fate but not too Jedi. often. Is Fate of the Jedi the one that's like way early or am I thinking? No, I'm thinking that's Dawn way late. That's way late. That's like, um, that's like. So it's probably not talked about too too much. Probably after New Jedi Order, because at that point Luke's fucking. This is this is when he got kids. Yes, yes, he is, and this is like when um, Leia and Han they're still together in this, and they um, 
they are getting old. Everybody's getting old. Yeah. That's when that is. Is Fate of the Jedi. Okay, so that's like, well, that's that'd be probably post Mara Jade's death then, I would say. Um, It's during. Okay, so it's that series. same. It's, it's during New Jedi Order. I'm not there yet in my re- in my still listen through, and I had to take a break to catch up on some podcasts. So I'm still at. Let me see. I think I'm still in the first Thrawn series. The you're in Air of the Jedi or Air of the Empire, or are you in um in uh, Thrawn Ascendancy or Thrawn? No, because I just did Scoundrels too. So let me see. Because there are not three. Well, there are four Thrawn series. There's Hand of Thrawn. There's Heir to the Empire. There's okay, so, Thrawn Ascendancy, and there's Thrawn. Um, I'm in Thrawn. So I just finished Allegiance. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars Legends Allegiance, okay. and then I'm gonna be getting in. I finished Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. Um, Timothy then, Zahn uses the word "fingered" way too much for pushing buttons. That's all. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I went to a um, convention that he was at once. So and I you asked him why I got you to meet so him. No, I kind of got <laughs> to meet him and say, hi, I really liked your book. Um, it was cool. Uh, and then I walked away. Because <laughs> I'm awkward. <laughs> 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 um, but hi, you're cool. <laughs> Bye. No, I just said I liked your book. It was cool. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye bye. Uh. <laughs> nobody knew who he was though. Like nobody was at his um little table when I was out in Colorado. It was a small convention in Colorado Springs, um, and uh, they he nobody was sitting there. No, like he was just by himself and he had his book up and I was and and, and I'd walked by and I was like, hey, I know that book. No way! Is that really Timothy's on? And I went, "Hi, it's nice to meet you." <laughs> was he was he trying to sell a Star Wars book, or was he trying to sell one of his other books that he does outside of Star Wars? Um, at the time, I want to say that he only had Thrawn out, and he was working on, uh, uh, whichever one the second one is, either Alliances or Treason. Mm. Um, but only Thrawn had was out. So Alliances I... is a fucking like that's one of those ones that was galaxy's edge tie-in books and i was like i'm reading this book and i'm like oh so this is just to try and sell me a ticket to disney world <laughs> really <laughs> the entire book takes place on batu and i'm like all right i guess sure why not well this fucking pivotal planet that no one's heard of until they opened a theme park about it okay i don't know um i it's been a while since i've listened to it so uh, but it's next up on my list i think let me see that's the that's another one where it's like they introduced this idea that they made clone armor that was lightsaber resistant, and it's like Anakin finds that, and it's like we probably shouldn't look into this at all. Yeah. Like the amount of things during the Clone Wars that are just like we should probably just not look into this, and you know, mm-hmm. not find out why this is happening. Like the in Attack of the Clones when they're down in the arena and they're tied up to the to the thing, they look up at. Uh, at Newt Gunray, who's standing next to Jango Fett, and Obi Wan knows that Jango Fett is the ba- is the base for the entire clone army, and he's not like, "Hey, by the way, we probably shouldn't trust these clones because he- the guy who's the base for the clone army is buddy buddy with the head of the fucking separatists," mm-hmm. and it's like no one thought to look into that further after that point. Like 
Maybe they should do a book about that. Since mm-hmm. they're doing all these books to retcon shit, maybe do a book about that. About, like, Obi-Wan trying to investigate that, and then it ultimately amounting to nothing, or something stopping him from doing it. No, that'd be boring. I don't think okay. that... I liked the... the, the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be boring? Like, where's the where's the like big romantic thing at the end, right? Well, See, yeah. I loved the idea of just like following Kenobi through his day day to day life and like trying to deal with his EOP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not boring. <laughs> like, I want reality TV level. No, you um, want slice of life. Like, <laughs> yes. It's like yes. it's like Peter's idea for a Jurassic Park movie where it's like it's just they run a theme park for a day, nothing bad happens. Yes. <laughs> the, the day-to-day operations of a theme park with yes. dinosaurs in it. How yes. much food do they need to order? Do oh they God, have I to would fe- totally to watch that? <laughs> um uh, I think that's like, something to mention about this book is that the the main antagonist mm-hmm. is that the bad guy? Yes, that's the bad guy. Okay. The main bad guy is um is not the Empire. Yes. That you know, that's usually the bad guy in all the new stuff. And everything now is the Empire. There's no such thing as any other kind of bad guy. And it's about uh the corruption of like syndicates and the corruption that that can have on even like a local person just a normal everyday person that's charismatic like and fighting off any kind of corruption and bad deeds well that's the like that that's the thing too it's like it it seems like they tried to pull from this for book of boba fett because the book of boba fett book of boba fett is not i mean a little bit not really i don't know i guess I'm trying to I'm trying to to rationalize Book of Boba Fett in my head because I really did not like that show. Um, like it's telling when the best episode of your TV show is just we took a detour for two episodes and it's just an episode of another TV show that we know <laughs> you like, and it's just like yeah I don't know I'm just like I I'm wasn't the biggest fan. Um, um. I, I I don't know and and like I think that this is really the one of the last you know. How many more books are there that are like Tatooine oriented? I think we're, yeah. I think it's good to get these out of the way early because I don't like Tatooine. There's a reason why when we intro the planet in the beginning, it's like, this is the most boring place in the fucking universe. Right. Let's this, leave. this, this book does fill in like some of like the local lore and the local legends. And it tells you really Do they mention the, the oceans or anything in this one? Or do they, they not mention that? They do, but they mention it um, through the sand people's legends. Right. Um, and then they talk about the two sons, I think, and they, that they for sure talk about. Um, but that's the thing too. I, we have to address. I think Tatooine. it's a really good one-off. I would not want yes. like a second one. I think it's no, a really great end tying one-off, but they don't make it too, um, too like 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 I said earlier, like it doesn't. Um, I was not distracted by the aha moments. I thought they wrapped them in well. I, I think the um I, I, I think it's also worth addressing while we're here. Um Tatooine is a wholesale ripoff of Arrakis. I don't know what Arrakis is. From Dune. Oh, okay. Um yeah, it is a wholesale ripoff of Arrakis down to the it used to be an ocean. Um like it it, it is and it was always designed to be that way, too. 
like e even I'm back sure. in 1977 like what what becomes the crate dragon that giant skeleton thing that they see in the desert that we, mm -hmm. we now know to be the crate dragon that was meant to be a sandworm skeleton it's meant to be an homage to dune and then it's like well fuck we can't just have that be can we um mm -hmm. so they made it into its own thing um and i think it's an interesting kind of um what's it called it's an interesting world but like i think we can move away from that um also the crate dragon does have a pearl inside it um that can power a lightsaber does it really yes i Where read an article that canon? uh in the new canon in the new oh. canon, they've they've started establishing things that are replacements for Kyber, um, because the Kyber supply is limited. And what happens is the Kyber, um, the Kyber supply. Well, because what happened was all the Kyber got taken for the Death Star, and then in the entirety of Ilum got turned into Star Killer Base, and then got blown up. So they need more Kyber crystal is made from the Force, and that is the old. Well, there canon. are other there are other and things that that, that there do are that only too. certain planets that are high in the Force that can create them and where they can manifest and i mean they they discuss it in like ahsoka and um and how 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 she's able to obtain her new crystals um i don't know i don't know how i feel about that one i think that it was a lot more magical and interesting to think that yes you could just go to a ugly uh force-filled planet and as long as it was conducive to you know being able to create kyber that only somebody that was force sensitive could obtain it well kyber i, I the the way they're kind of defining it is kyber exists and then there are other things that are also similar to it that can conduct the force it's just they have different like effects and the blades look different and they yes and they aren't weird. as powerful and it's like like one of them creates a blade that's kind of translucent. One of them creates like a, an orangey blade that's kind of like a baseball bat. It doesn't cut through anything. One of them. That's weird. If you hit the ground with it, it creates a shockwave. That's like, weird. I'm not into this. Okay. Well, get ready because I have a feeling this may play in in the future. And other I things. think it's going to be horrible. And I think that they shouldn't have touched it. Um, well, that's my strong. This is exactly. See, remember how that episode started with you being like, "That's not me." About you, you said about the Force Awakens. That was the entire base of your argument in the Force Awakens was that it was good before they shouldn't have touched it and got rid of it for a forty-five minute episode. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting to the sequels because that's where we get to the fun shit. I'm where supposed it's like, to have an opposing opinion. I think that when we get to what's it called? When we get to um, the prequels and the sequel trilogy, we're gonna get a lot more just ridiculous. There's a lot more ridiculous. Actually, Do I you think, think when we we could we cover two video games in one episode because I feel like one episode for a video game is a lot. I feel like we have a similar issue with books because we have so there are so many books. Mm. Um, so we might want to start doubling up unless we want to just we could do know. books and video games. Movies can do their own. Yeah, movies and shows. It shows you have a lot of content in one. Right. Um, yes, that's not a bad idea. So maybe we'll alter the schedule. We'll do because like that's the thing is too, the first two games we're doing are do are duologies. And um, especially if it's gonna be so like maybe if it's a book that we have opposing opinions on, we can have the whole Right, thing, but maybe or like major books, we do independent episodes. So like Heir to the Empire, 
we do independent episodes because there's so much in Air of the Empire and it is kind of I don't like think the that's seminal. one that I've I don't think that's one that I have like you definitely that. do that's the Thrawn book the first Thrawn book the the one that's like f- 10 years five years after standby return of Jedi that's the one with um the first appearance of Thrawn the first time they show Thrawn. This is an audio podcast, so. Mm. <laughs> Heir to the Empire. Yes. Okay, yes, I have this one. Book one, a Thrawn trilogy. Yes. Okay, yes, this is where like, he meets, like, the random... Oh, this is one where he stops Outbound Flight. No, the the Outbound Flight one is the second... Outbound Flight is Outbound Flight. Outbound Flight, it makes its first appearance in the second one, because that's what he's going after. He's looking for the Outbound Flight project. That's lost in space. Because that's what he's doing. He's like in, in outbound flight, they send it off and then like we, we can't find anywhere to so just send it into hypercase in the middle of nowhere and we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And then he goes looking for it in the second one because he wants the dreadnought to to help his war against the uh the new Air to the Empire does not come before um uh Thrawn One and Thrawn Alliances. Well, Air of the Empire is not canon. Neither is Thrawn. No, they are. Those ones are. Well, they still, um, I can tell you now, according to Wikipedia, okay. um, the uh, the Thrawn trilogy, where it is Thrawn, uh, Thrawn Alliances, and Thrawn Treason. Thrawn right. comes, starts in, takes place between 16 BBY and two BBY because it is such a um, like an extensive it's a long story the the first one is long and then the second two are kind of shorter and more contained yes like it's a lot of back um, back information so the majority does take place in two BBY and it's to set up um, let's see it's to set up the next book and that one is in two BBY and one BBY Um, and then and then Thrawn Treason um, occurs in Zero BBY. Right, because it's right before Rogue One and right before... It's literally, like, as it's happening. No, because... Or just as, before, like, as seconds it's, before. As Rogue One is happening, um, Thrawn is fighting on Lothal mm-hmm. against the Rebels, and he dies. That's why it's Zero. Right. So That's all kind of around the same time. Yes, and then the next one that you were talking about, um, Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn trilogy, happens in a in nine ABY. Right, because that's that's that is not canon. That is right, but it still happens in nine ABY. Right, right, nine years <laughs> at right. Okay, yes, yes. So, so like five years. <laughs> well, I'm so... just letting you know you wanted to do it in um in order. No. So... Then why did we start with Kenobi if we're going to do it in order? I thought that was what you wanted. No, I guess I picked Kenobi because that was the most recent one I read. And you read it most recently, too. That's why I picked oh it. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were doing this in order. No, then why would we start with Kenobi? I don't know. Because that was what you... We didn't start with Kenobi. This is the first we, book we did. But we, I thought you wanted to do them in movie order. The movies we're doing in order. We're not doing these in chronological order? No. I thought just... that was the intent. No, because we guess, I, I guess picked, if we were doing chronological order, we would have started with Splinter the Mind's Eye. No, into the void. Well, that's chronological order in terms of 
that is 25,793 <laughs> BBY. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, if we're talking chronological order in real life, in terms of release order, then it's no. of the mind's eye. No, in in the world. Okay, so we'll okay into the void. Into the void. <laughs> um, that will be the, that's the first one. No, but I think I, I was just going based on what I had read most recently and you had read most recently. I was like, all right, so we'll do that one first. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's a, um, what's it called? It's a- uh, You should release them in order. I don't think you can do that if we're going to do a ranking. And I also don't know how that works in terms of uh, recording with, you know, how time works kind of linearly. <laughs> like- <laughs> Given my understanding oh, of time gosh. and the fourth dimension, I don't think that works. Okay, well, when does Battlefield occur? What Battlefront? Year? Battlefront. Battlefront is not, it, it's kind of a shooter. It, it, it's kind of like an instant When's it supposed shooter. to occur? Who's alive? Who's doing what? There is no story. It's a shooter. It's, you, you, you pick a map. Is Darth you, Vader in it? Yes, but everyone is, Darth Vader is in it, but also there are prequel Are there characters. robots in it? Are there stormtroopers? Are the stormtroopers yes, and the robots both. the opposing team? No, they're both. You you can do both. You can play both. As it's, what? As the Empire? You can play as the Empire. You can play as the Rebellion. You can play as the Confederacy. Can, can, you, can play you play as, as, the, as the Rebellion as troopers? It takes it takes place across the entire saga between oh episode gosh. four and episode I'm two. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up. What I look it up on Wikipedia. The, I don't think there's a story in it. I, don't, I like. I'm sure there's I, not a story, but there's got to be like a time period it takes place. It's battle. Because you're just playing right? the battles. You're yeah. You're playing the battles from from the movies. Battlefront. You're playing. One. You're playing the battles from episode four, five, six, one, and two because three didn't come out yet. And uh, like you know, there's a battle on Bespin. I don't remember Renvar in any of the movies, but it's there. Um. It you know, Star Wars Battlefront, two thousand four also contains the Battle of Jakku. Um, no, that's the new one. Oh, this is the new one. Two thousand four, the two thousand four Battlefront, not the two thousand fifteen, okay. two thousand sixteen. The the mm. original is the one we're gonna do first. Because like what we'll do is I can I can lump in both of them into one episode, Battlefront and Battlefront Two, because they came out one year apart, uh, and both of them were from Lucas Arts. Two thousand fourteen. Were... Let's see. No, not two thousand fourteen. What did you just say? Two thousand four. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it only goes to the fourteen. Yeah. It. Hang on. Star Wars. This is this is great content. Star Wars. Well, you talk. Film. I'm looking it up. Two thousand four. <laughs> the the pan the one by Pandemic Studios. Yeah, no, I found it. Yeah, I found it. It's the timeline is thirty two BBY to four BBY. It's all those battles in between. Yeah, because technically it just covers everything. Yeah. It's not everything. Though. It only goes to thirty-two BBY, and and, and not everything because it's, it's, it's a PlayStation Two game, and and PlayStation Two games were limited in their technical ability. Okay, um, but I think uh, you could probably cover any of the Battlefront um, games that you wanted to talk about in the next one, so that way we can compare and contrast for game quality as well. 
Well, we can do battle. Well, let's do Battlefront and Battlefront Two, the first two, from O four and O five. Okay. Respectively. And then we'll do the other two, the EA ones from 2014, 2016, 2017, whatever, the, whatever those other two were. Um, we'll do those two in a separate episode later on down the line because I don't have that to make a video on, which is kind of the deciding factor on what order we do things is what I have access to to do on my with my new stream deck, which has a button on it to record right here. I can record video. From whatever game I'm playing. So I can press that and I can record, screen record my, my whatever game I'm playing. Which oh. Is helpful for this. Um, that sounds helpful. Yes. Um, <laughs> sounds condescending. <laughs> That's nice for you. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. You just sent me the link to the article about the game that we've been talking about. Yeah, just it's got some visual stuff and all the locations. Yes, I just thought it, yes. that it was good. I just thought that it was a good reference material. Yes. Save that in yes. email. I already or saved it. Okay. I already I forwarded it to you. I bookmarked it there for myself. Okay. So now we gotta do our ranking because we've gotten off we've gotten off the reservation Ooh, a little bit. Yes, the ranking. Let me, let me find my ranking document. Okay, my ranking document is right here. The Rancor okay. document. <laughs> I still that, think that's funny. Is that your joke or is that? <laughs> no, I really wanted to. So like that was one of the things that was on the table or for me at least was right. calling this the Rancor podcast because we were going to be ranking it and I thought See, that was I hilarious. I didn't get that when you said that and you didn't explain it either. I was just like, what the fuck? Why did she pick that of all things? Because when you say it out loud, it sounds like rank, like it's just funny. I was reading the text the at Rancor. work though. <laughs> that's not my fault. It's still funny. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is our first book, so this will be number one for books. So that's easy. So right now we have number one for books. We I think have... I'll stay up there for a while too, um, because I I genuinely this is such an easy read and uh, or easy listen. It might be a little boring to actually physically read it, um, mm -hmm. because I wouldn't say that the language used is particularly. Uh, yeah yes is that how you say it um yeah okay that so i like it's not difficult it's probably like a third grade reading level but it's 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 a nice listen i listen to it at um uh one and a half speed mm -hmm. but i don't do that i do i don't have time for that shit <laughs> I mean i work eight hours a day and i have my headphone in the entire day but that's so. how i get through the books so quick <laughs> That'll do it. Um, and I, you know, I I do it while I'm working, and it's a good one to have in the background. It's and it's cute. It every once in a while makes you chuckle. Like, it's nice. It's cute. That is all. Yep. Um. Okay. So for overall ranking, we have number one, A New Hope. Number two, Andor. Where would you put Kenobi? Where would I put Kenobi? Would you say it's better or worse than Andor? I think it's better than Andor. I think you're wrong. Okay. Uh, That's I think fine. And you're allowed I, to. <laughs> I think Andor is a hundred percent better than this book. Like I, I, than this book. I think that it's Andor. I was not a big theme. fan of Andor. I know. Um, and 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 I understand that. 
and everyone's entitled to be wrong once in a while. Um, <laughs> but I think that Andor is just such. Andor was my favorite show of last year. Oh, that's um, funny. And I went. Into I really Andor, didn't like it at all. And, and the thing is, too, I went into Andor not expecting much, and it just blew all my expectations out of the water. And then on top of that, too, I thought for sure Sandman was going to be my. Are you sure of that it wasn't just that? Like, you know how like a year if you're really hungry um even mcdonald's tastes good are you sure it wasn't that <laughs> no because i had that just feeling? watched i had just watched earlier that month sandman like that was the same was month sandman, sandman came out the, the neil gaiman sandman on netflix i don't think i've seen it oh sandman yeah 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 oh yeah that is good that came out that month, and I was like, "This yeah, is yeah." But I had so the definitely the this is yeah no. I thought yeah, Sandman I, was better. I mean, I'm not saying Sandman was bad. Sandman, I think, had Andor not come out, Sandor would have been my um, Sandman would have been my my series. Sandman of the year. was my favorite series of them. But I did um, notice that um, what you told me to look out for, which was that screen thing. Yes. The, I started uh, to notice it and being able to tell. Um, like when you when look at the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, you can see it all the time. The uh, the big you? soundstage, yeah. Um, because once you know that they're using ScreenCraft, you're like, oh shit, you see it everywhere now. Oh, it's like being woken up out of the Matrix, and you're just like, oh, I, I see all of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I um. But would you okay? So you say it's better than Andor. Would you say it's better than A New Hope? Can I rank them at the same? So you think that it's as good as A New Hope? No. So you think it's no. below A New Hope, but above Andor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll put Kenobi there. And again, at my what's it called? At my uh. Uh, under protest so for legends also then it goes but no below but this is this list isn't your list this list is my list (laughs) okay yes (laughs) i'm kidding i'm gonna gonna put oh my goodness under protest only by you well Um... yeah that's half (laughs) that's half the vote (laughs) (laughs) i just meant like the rest of the populace is on my side (laughs) The entire planet, except from I think you're wrong on that. I think I think um, I'm I think I'm on the right side of history here. Um, but I'll be nice. I'll let you have that. Um, so, um, let me look at my calendar. Which is it time you for want, a joke? Well, let me look at the calendar. So we can announce what it is, and then we'll do the joke. Oh, do you want to do the joke, and then so, we'll do the announcement for what's coming? Sure. Um, but first, I want to preface this with there's oh, this joke that um the game grumps uh. Like there's this episode that um they're playing Mario Maker or something and uh Aaron just keeps making this this um uh this like Star Wars jokes and stuff and he goes funny yoke and it just makes me laugh. You should look it up. <laughs> I mean, you said I have to when you said I have so a now joke when to I say, go to tell I a joke it, I was like is it gonna be like now I know it's not technically cool to say the N word anymore, <laughs> but no, it's just that every time I, because he does it in like um, 
he does it in uh the yoda the way yoda talks so like now when i go to tell a joke i always want to go funny yoke even though he did but that's not he just does it in the anyways can't do the i can't do the yoda voice though um no keep going oh i thought you had i thought you i thought that was that your joke or was that no i forgot my joke i have to look it back up (laughs) okay so upcoming you didn't like my my silly ones i gotta find a better one i mean i thought that was the point of this so Um, battlefront has um darth vader in it right Yes, you, you in Battlefront Two you can play as Darth Vader. In Battlefront One you can get murdered by Darth Vader. So in in this, like, so you when you're playing Darth Vader, you probably get to use a lightsaber, right? Yes. Okay. So what does Darth Vader say after cutting someone's head off with a lightsaber? I don't know what. I find your lack of face disturbing. <laughs> I think the best part of that joke <laughs> was the amount of setup that went into it. <laughs> That really wasn't necessary. <laughs> okay, so you're familiar with the character Darth Vader, right? <laughs> um, okay, Whatever, so. I'm trying to make them on theme for the next episode. Oh, so you're trying? Okay, well, okay, that's that's fair. Okay, um, so this week we have, uh, this week was Kenobi, that was February 1st. Next week, February 8th, is going to be both Star Wars Battlefront games, Battlefront and Battlefront 2 from 2004, 2005. For reference, that was the one created by Pandemic Studios, which has been bought out by EA and no longer exists. On the 15th, we have Empire Strikes Back. On the 22nd, we have Season 1 of The Bad Batch. And on the 1st, we have, or the 1st of March, we have Dooku Jedi Lost, which we may have a guest on for. Don't don't get too excited. It, it it's Peter. That's what I thought. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, it shouldn't have like. Did he get the the guy who wrote it to come on? No, it's no. Peter. I I, I showed <laughs> no, I showed, I no showed the calendar. I showed Peter the calendar, and he's like, oh, I might come on for that one. For which one? For Dooku Jedi Lost. Dooku. Oh, okay. Because he's a big Dooku fan. Yeah, that is a good book. Um, so yes, that that one is coming up. I listened to March that 1st. one in my road trip for to Ohio the last time, not Ohio, Utah. I was gonna say who take who opts to take a road trip to Ohio. I opted to take a road trip to Utah. Yeah, but Utah has skiing and you know stuff. Yeah, I went in the middle of the forest fires that were happening. <laughs> By choice and- or like. Oh yeah, like, that oh, it was in the middle of COVID. So it was like in the middle of COVID. Oh. Um, not right in the middle. It COVID had like the lockdown had ended. It'd been a gosh, quite a few months, maybe like six months after lockdown, mm-hmm. and um, it was time for a vacation, and there was still nowhere that you could go and like stay and be safe and everything. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do like public transport, so I needed to find a place that I could drive to. So right. we went to Utah, and I also did not know. Um, uh, um, this is gonna make me sound really stupid. Um, I don't oh, care. Oh, preface. Yes. <laughs> so, do, what do you know about the salt, the Great Salt Lake? Um, it's large and salty, and it's okay. drying up. Okay, but like, 
when you think salty, you think the ocean salty, right? Like, or do you, what do you think? Like, less salty, more salty than you would think as a lake? Maybe I'm thinking of the Dead Sea, but I seem to recall it being like you physically can't drown in it. Uh, you are thinking of the Dead Sea. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. You I'm think not... you're thinking of it extra salty. Right. Is okay. I was case? not. I was not thinking that. I thought or I thought that it was going to be extra salty, but it would still be cool to swim in. Oh, no. It's I don't think not... you can swim in it. It's disgust. You can. It's just disgusting. <laughs> Ah. So they have things like brine sh- sh- shrimp and brine flies in it. Ew. Yeah. The word yeah. brine is never anything good. Yes, I didn't know about that. So when we got there and we started to smell garbage, and I had been thinking, we're going to be on jet skis all week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was. You know, you, you probably could have taken that trip to Lake George. Yeah. And had yeah. a similar experience, had a better experience. Probably. But I didn't, I, we were dying for the ocean. We were really like, and I just like, I was like, yeah, it'll just be an extra salty ocean. It'll be fine. Like now, now, now here's the question. It's supposed to be a really big ass lake. Now, now here's the question. You, you're looking for the ocean. You, you live reasonably close to I'm the not coast. Not anymore. I, well, I mean, okay. this was when I was living in Colorado. Oh, oh, oh okay. Right, right, so right. So I'd okay. gone over, so I'd gone over. Okay, you know, the mountain sense. ranges right. into it. I was going to say, like, which was a beautiful why drive. Why the fuck did you drive all the way to Utah so, so to, to go to the ocean when the Atlantic is not even arguably closer, definitely closer? So now, okay. Um, so now we've gone all the way to Utah and we are not doing jet skis because that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, remember that I mentioned the forest fires? Yes. were happening so we went to go do some hiking and we couldn't breathe yes yeah, <laughs> because fire of all the, that to you. the smoke <laughs> but it looked like only a little bit hazy and we thought we would be fine no we weren't fine so we spent the entire time in provo provo however the hell you're supposed to say it and ate some good food we like to call that our food vacation because everything else just sucked. Went to shit. <laughs> it was like when when I went for college tours, it was me, my dad, and my grandfather went for college tours, and we went all around upstate New York, and it was like the opposite of a food tour, where everywhere we ate was shit, except for oh. one place and an olive garden. I'll tell you, like, it, it just makes such the difference when the food's good, because yeah. we we still look at that as though it was one of the best vacations that we've ever taken, yeah. and um, it, because... We did. We we went on a food tour of Provo, Utah, and like Salt Lake City, and um, and the food was freaking great. Had no idea we were going into such a mecca of food. But forget about drinking because that's not happening. Right, in Utah, but like <laughs> yes. Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, they held the Olympics there like uh, twenty years ago, almost well, a little over oh, twenty years ago. Yeah, we did go to the Salt Flats, and that was cool. Yeah, I mean, like, Salt Lake City is kind of like, it's like Houston or like um, like Park City or things like that, where it's like, they have kind of a thriving kind of, like, social scene, mm-hmm. um, but it's not, But you no know, socializing it, with alcohol. Well, they, I mean, Houston has alcohol, um, 
I'm just saying, like, Salt Lake City does not. So, like, I feel it's, like Salt Lake it's, City has a pretty solid art scene, too. Like, an art they, kind of. They did. And, um, but they also have a really solid, like, religious culture scene. Right. So, like, we were going to take in some of that because it's a little funky. And, um, and then another thing went wrong. So, the. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other shit happened. So, like, there's this huge, huge church that's there in the middle of Salt Lake City. Yeah, and, it's the, the, the Mecca of the Mormons. Yes, and we were going to go check it out because you can just go in and check it out. Like, the, we're just going to look at the architecture of it and maybe see if we got some cool propaganda. But um... <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the uh, the Church of Satan, and I think it's in Boston or in Salem. Oh, is it? The, yeah, you can go into, like, the uh, the like the Satanist church there. Oh, Salem Mass is on my list. I'd like to go. Um, well, that's close. I've been, yes, I've been before, but I was pretty young, so I'd like to go again as an adult. Um, but yeah, so that church was being renovated, mm-hmm. like all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to see the tips of the pointy bits at the top, and that was it. Um, and we just drove on. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that trip up so hard. How <laughs> was that entirely your fault? <laughs> Because it was my, it was my trip that I planned. I planned every second of it, and every second of it fucked up. It's uh, like it, it's like the only in, thing that worked out was the botanical garden. That's it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, National Lampoon's Vacation, where they drive out to Wally World and they get out there, and it's close to renovations. Except the difference was it's not the '80s, and a cursory Google search could have told you that the church was going to be renovated. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> One final thing before we sign off. Did you see the trailer for Shazam 2? No. Did you watch Avatar? The new one? The new one. No. Okay, never mind then. Um, if you want I want to, to do, so don't ruin it. If you want something to do, go see Avatar so we can talk about it next week. Okay, I do want um, to watch Avatar. Or, or also... I, I told you about this. Was Avatar worth watching in theaters the way the first one was? A hundred percent. I would say it's yeah. not worth watching if you don't see it in a theater. Oh. Yeah, okay. in the same way the first one. And should I go it. should I pay for the IMAX? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, okay. You don't have a Dolby screen in the entire state that you live in. Um What's a what? A Dolby screen. Um that's what the movie is best seen on. If you can see it in three D that's not like IMAX. Seasoning? No, you're thinking of Adobo. <laughs> Dolby. 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 D O L B Y. Oh, what's that? It's it's a high end screen, but the issue is IMAX screens don't do high frame rate, which means that when the movie is playing at sixty frames, it doesn't look right. Okay. So, and there are parts of the movie that are playing at sixty frames instead of twenty three, twenty four. Um, so what you're better off doing is seeing the movie in 3D. I can't. But... Why? Oh, you, you, you get sick. I'm wearing glasses. Oh. Yeah, see it in IMAX then. Um, <laughs> Thank you. At that point, you're off the reservation anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> they just don't make the glasses good enough for glasses. Um. But yeah, and the other one that I don't know if you wanted to try and be on, but Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania comes out. And uh, did you see the trailer for that? 
Ant-Man Quantumania? The new Ant-Man movie that comes out Ooh, in like two weeks. I did see the trailer. I don't want to watch that. Scott's going to get fucked up in that movie. I don't want to watch it. It looks so boring. You don't? Wait, which trailer did you see? Did you see the recent one with Kang beating the fuck no. out of Scott for two? Oh, the new trailer that came out a few weeks ago. Makes you want to watch it? It's 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 Kang the Conqueror beating the living fuck out of Scott for two minutes. And I'm like, oh, really? this movie better just be that for two hours. Because I am all here for that. Um, yeah, this is going to be... Uh, this movie is going to end... Is anywhere doing the, I, the, the Avatar not in 3D? Oh, yes. I'm just clicking on the wrong shit. Sorry. I would definitely recommend seeing it. In, if you don't see it in theater, it's not worth seeing, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's, how long is it supposed to be in theater for? They're going to keep it in theater for as long as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I would say... It's, you definitely want to see it before... The seventeenth, because the seventeenth is when Ant Man comes out, and that's the first movie that's going to cut down on its screens. Oh, okay. Um, right now mm. it's already. I think it's only down to four screens as it is now. Whoa, there's only nine seats available for the showing that I was going to go to. Because like I go to, I'm going that's crazy. Like from here, I'm going to see women talking, and like I go to a seventeen screen theater, and they're starting to cut down on their Avatar screenings because of Academy Award movies. So. Like oh. Avatar is down to four screens because they're playing mm. um, Women Talking, The Fablemans, Living, The Banshees of Sharon, Everything okay. Everywhere All at Once, Tar, Elvis, Top Gun, have Maverick. Have you seen Fear? I have not. You're the second you person. Going to to? I'm not. Um, okay. I am have... historically a giant pussy. Um, <laughs> so I don't go see horror <laughs> movies in theaters usually. Oh my goodness. You don't like to get scared? I do not, no. I saw I saw okay. Megan begrudgingly, and that was not scary. Oh, just creepy. No, not even. It was a surprisingly solid science fiction movie that they tried to put some like slasher stuff in, and I was like, "All right, that's you know." If you like scary, you might like Infinity Pool. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to cut out of this episode, um, because we're really off topic. <laughs> okay. And now I'm like talking. I now I want to talk about scary stuff. And now so you're do just- you. Now you're just sitting and looking at what's playing in your theater. Like, have you yeah. seen this movie? Um, yeah. So I was wondering if you've also seen Missing. That's also I did looks... not because Is I that a scary had... one? No, it's it's a it's a weird one. Um I didn't see it, but I saw the trailer quite a few times. It's okay. it's it's about it's a thriller about this girl whose mom goes missing, but the movie is told entirely through a computer screen. It's like a screen recording of a computer screen, the entire movie. Oh, okay. So that's one you can watch at home. Yeah. Um Searching what about was pretty plain? Cool. Plane was not terrible. I saw Plane. Okay. And then... If anyone a man listening, called Otto. I did see that, too. That one was really good. Was it? Um, okay. I cried. Um, that If anyone wants full Was the whale good? Movies, the whale... I heard the whale is amazing. The whale is not... But I'm probably going to watch it at home. The whale is not a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. But Brandon Fraser's, got... Brandon Fraser's fantastic in it. Okay. So everything's... So he's good, but the movie's he's good, not. but the movie's not great around him. Yeah. Um, if you go over to Beware of Spoilers, anyone listening, you can listen to my full thoughts on the vast majority of these movies. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. It's good because it's good cross promotion. Um, and plugging. <laughs> yeah. So this works out, but it's a um, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say if you haven't seen Everything Everywhere All at Once yet, definitely go see that. I don't think it's it's not in the theater that I'm looking at. I think it's on. I think it's on Paramount Plus. 
Oh, okay. Um, and you have. I did hear that that was good. It is fantastic. You can get Paramount. Oh, Paramount Plus, not just Paramount. You have mine though. I do. Oh, good lord! I put it. On, I put it in the document for the Christmas special <laughs> we never did. Uh, oh, okay. In it's in the folder on Drive for the Christmas so, special that we never did. Okay. Um. But yeah, that one's good. And um, what was like that one is probably my favorite of the movies that came out. That was my favorite movie last year. Um, it didn't win because uh, me and Peter both picked uh, the Northman and um, Nope in our top oh. tens. Um, that's why I asked you, like, did you see either of those movies? And then you didn't text me back for two days, and I was like, <laughs> and I, all right, I guess I not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I'm like, sometimes I do like twelve-hour days. So by the time no, I'm know. getting home, I just we, sit down and I just try I not to die. He's asking, he's asking me inanely about movies that came out six months ago. Right, and, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's more like so. Like I have this habit where I look at the I'll look at my phone and I'll go, "Ooh, I'll answer that in a bit," because I'm in the middle of something and then you put that's it a little more pressing. My mom and then I just shit. never touch it. My mom I, does that shit, but it's important. Like, nine times out of ten, when I text you, it's not important. If I text my mom a question, it's important, and she'll do that. Where she'll, like, look <laughs> at it and be like, okay, I'll answer this later, and then never text me back. And then I'll call her, and she's like, what's the matter? Why are you calling me? What's wrong? And it's like, I texted you 45 minutes ago. I've been standing in Walmart waiting, did, like, <laughs> for an answer, and you didn't answer me. Oh, my goodness. Um, I wanted to tell you that, speaking of scary things, do you <laughs> find the Saw movies? <laughs> do you find the Saw movies scary? I think they're more gory than scary. Like I can I do, do gore, I can do gory I love movies. Gore movies. Like I can do those. I guess I like I don't do scary as well. I love the Saw movies more than they deserve. Um there's a new one this year. I'm really excited. Um but there's a um uh a, a like an escape room that's out in Las Vegas that I totally I heard about that. do. Did I you hear really about the new thing? You hear about the new thing Universal's doing in Vegas? No. What are they Ooh, doing I get Vegas? to tell you two. I get to tell you this: they're Universal, who has two theme parks or three theme theme parks already. They have one in mm-hmm. Hollywood and then two in Orlando. They're opening okay. two new theme parks. They are one in Vegas that's all horror themed. <gasps> When's that? Is that opening? I don't know. They just they just announced it, so it's you know it's a, it's years out at this point. But they just announced it. It's all horror in Vegas, and they're doing one. That's more kid themed in Texas. So it's like DreamWorks and, and that kind of stuff. And oh that's my gosh, I would love to go to the horror one in Vegas. And they're opening. Oh, it's going to become part of Area 15. So Area 15 is a new kind of area um, out there in Vegas. Um, there's things like. Um, let's see. So there's like this. uh there's a couple of like art installation sort of things where you can walk through them and they're warehouses. So oh, okay, uh, we Meow, have some of that. In, we have a lot of that in New York. Meow Wolf has one there. Um, it's the Omega Mart, and then um, and then there's another one that's kind of it's it's like the Van Gogh exhibit, but it's um. I missed that. Get, I wanted to see that. I heard it's fine. Um. 
but it really depends on where you go to see it so mm-hmm. um they they don't do the van gogh thing there but they do um that kind of like immersion thing right. for um they do one that's like planets and then they do one that's like the african Mummies. safari um and they also do one after dark where you get to drink where it's um planets <laughs> and i think that sounds really cool <laughs> it's like, they do this american thing for planets and they do one for the rainforest and then there's one with alcohol i don't know what it is but there's alcohol involved <laughs> yes but it's the planet one so i just think it'd be so much fun to get trashed and look there's, at the planets there's, there's a wendy's on hand so you can go and berate the guy for not giving you a mcchicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then they also have another place that's called like uh, the distillery mm-hmm. where you can go and there's like a bunch of bars and like there's a bunch of like small uh i'm gonna use the wrong term i want to call them exhibitionist acts oh. but that's not it <laughs> because that implies sexual yeah. um, <laughs> um more like uh like acrobatics and people with snakes and like like, like a circus <laughs> yeah but like high end <laughs> and like there's small acts but it's like high end and like a where, lounge and it's like it's set up like an old smoking lounge <laughs> i don't know Ex- exhibits of people <laughs> okay i guess that's a me problem i don't know <laughs> i don't know um... I didn't know what to call it. So that's there. And then it's all kind of near um, like the Asian market area. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a really cool area, new area that they've got going on. It's, it, I think it'll be, it. it's like a, it's definitely an artsy area. So that'll be cool. They also opened a Nintendo World at the one in, uh, in Hollywood. Did they? Yeah. Nintendo World's opening there. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've seen some of the um, people that have gone to Nintendo World out in wherever the heck it is Japan. right now thank you um <laughs> and 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 it, it looks cute so i hope it's just as good yeah and they're opening an entire third theme park in uh, orlando i really i'm excited i hope they gosh i love vegas so i'd love to go out there to just to, <laughs> to go to that <laughs> so they want it to be a 110 things. square feet uh, oh, sorry, 110,000 square feet, <laughs> adding a 28 or 20 acre expansion to Area 15. Yeah, the 20 That's acre expansion, awesome. I think, is what they're going to do. The uh, is going to be the the universal thing, which is it's monsters, but it's universal monsters like the old ones from like the 30s and stuff. And then also the newer ones. Man, I love scary shit. This is going to be awesome. I really hope this happens. No, it's going to happen. They announced it. It's not like they. It's like. But they didn't say when. Well, no, but it's that's the thing. Is they have to like building and all of that's going to take time. But they like they they announced it. It's it's happening. It's just they don't know how long it's going to take or anything like that. Okay. Um, in the same way they announced Epic Universe a few years ago, and it's still not done yet. That's oh, okay. the that's the new park in uh, Orlando. But we will wrap up there for today because I have to get over to the movie theater to see Women Talking. Um, which will go up on Beware of Spoilers later today when I do a review of that. And tomorrow we'll be reviewing Living, which is a remake of a Kurosawa movie in English because people don't want to read subtitles. Um, which, if you saw the Banshee of any Sharon, you probably could have benefited from subtitles. Anyway, we will wrap up there for today. So until our next episode, which will be Battlefront and Battlefront 2, um, have a great rest of your week. Bye!